Hello, hello. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Michael Lombardo from Life Poured Out International. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifepouredoutintl.org. There's a lot of videos on there, um, a lot of free content, um, a lot of teaching that I believe will really enrich your life and bless you. And so feel free to go to the website and tap into those resources. Um, I really want to honor my guest's time here today. And so I want to get into a scripture that I really feel like is the core of this interview here today. And then I will introduce my guest. I'm reading from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 in the Passion Translation. Get your hands on the Passion Translation. Dr. Brian Simmons, amazing man of God. It's an anointed translation. Here it goes. Chapter 2, verse 20. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. <laughs> so, so powerful. Um, it's one of my favorite scriptures. I think the Passion Translation says it so beautifully. We've been co-crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives. He's the one that lives his life through me and he dispenses his life into me. We're going to share a little bit um, about the scripture in this broadcast, but I want to introduce my guest here today. Um, her and her husband, Georgian and Winnie Banoff, they're lovingly referred to as the Joy Apostles. They're a radical team with a powerful message. They travel extensively, conducting revival meetings and conferences worldwide. There is a strong anointing and tangible sense of the presence of God during their exuberant, joyful praise, deep, intimate worship. Just by following their ministry some and being a part of Irish Global, hearing a lot about them, I know they like traveling the world, preaching the gospel in Israel and the garbage dumps all over the world. Um, they're close friends with some close friends of mine, Caleb Hires, um, and they're just amazing. I know her story and the revelation, uh, she, her and her husband, Carrie, are really life-changing. And so thank you, Winnie, for being with me on the show today. Oh, thanks so much. I'm just about to explode right here with laughter. I was going <laughs> to... Oh, Amazing. Hearing that scripture, you know, hearing it read, and it just hits you once, you know, and not just one time, but it's over and over and over and over. Oh, I love that. Love the Passion Translation. Dr. Brian Simmons is a great friend of ours. Um, mm -hmm. We've had many conversations over the, uh, you know, the, the import of that, that word, uh, co-crucified. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to dive into that subject here in a minute. And I just, I'm grateful for you joining me. But one thing that really wanted me to come and just really reach out to you to have you on my show is I was watching Iris After Hours, another podcast on YouTube. You were on their show as well as your husband, Georgian. But I love your story. It really ministered to me. It blessed me, especially because my wife is called the ministry and we're running together in ministry and kind of it really stood out that you guys had some tough days. You had to believe God to strengthen your marriage, provide resources for you. Um, you know, I would love for you to share yeah. with us a little bit about how the Lord touched you and encountered your heart. It really just catapulted you and your husband together in ministry. I would just love to hear um, about that. Yeah. You know, cause uh, we were saved about the same time and, you know, both called into full-time ministry and, you know, evangelists and 
Um, you know, you just start out strong and, you know, you're going for it. And then, I don't know, at some point I, um, you know, I, I lost something. I lost my first love. Yeah. And for me, it was, it was just devastating. You know, I don't know if it was the full-time ministry or if it was our, you know, uh, marriage and ministry trying to make it both work. Um, you know, and at that point, ministry was number one. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, we, it, it took a while, but we, we did, um, you know, we lost our first love first with the Lord and then with each other. And there was some trying times, you know, you, you feel you're failing. Um, there's no fruit. You've been laboring, you know, in full time. And yeah. So anyway, I, I just, um, you know, I really pulled away from the Lord because I felt, I felt I could not call myself by his name anymore because mm. I wasn't functioning in what he desired for me, you know, yeah. you know, just looking back at it now, um, you know, anyway, so I had a, this number of years, very dark and cold and lonely. And, um, you know, we nearly divorced. We were very close to oh, wow. it. And, um, and I, I found myself uh, at a meeting in, uh, in Florida, a Rodney Howard Brown meeting. And oh, all I knew is that I did not want to be there. Okay. Because I, I come back <laughs> to it. Okay. And I don't want to be around Christians. And so we showed up to this meeting and there was like, I would say between six and 7,000 people in the building on a Monday night. And I tell you what, I, I didn't have really any, I kind of started to have a panic attack. Cause I'm like, I got to get out of here. Sure. And before you know it, before you know it, they have saved us a seat. And so we're kind of down front center. And I'm like, this is, this is, I don't know what <laughs> oh, to do. Boy. And the, the worship started and the presence of the Lord was so thick and so strong. I was instantly um, reconnected with my first love. Mm. You know, just, I mean, literally, I was raised from the dead. I walked in that building dead, backslidden, cold, stone hard, and in, in a millisecond, he changed everything to me. I, and for me, uh, that was, it was a party. You know what I mean? It was a party. Uh, he, you know, he, he just took me to himself, you know, yeah. again. And I, I felt, you know, like his beloved daughter. I felt like a child. I, you know, I, of course I was weeping and weeping and crying and crying. And my husband couldn't, he looked at me, he goes, what in the world is going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, cause he, he knew things were not happy, but all of a sudden here I am crying and, we were laughing, I don't know, I was laughing, crying, and, you know, it, my heart was being ravished again by his presence. Hmm. And, yeah, that was in uh, 1995, uh, in, uh, in January, yeah, so it was a number of years ago, and I tell you, I, I cried for the first week, and yeah. then at one moment, I started laughing because I realized <laughs> sure. he and I were you know what I mean? Like this was a, a real disconnect. I mean, not a disconnect. This was a real reconnect, sure. you know, because I was dead and now I am alive. It, it was like he electrocuted me or something, you know, and just, Amen. Um, yeah. And then, you know, from that point on, uh, the Lord really 
started catapulting George and I together again as a couple. You know, uh, it took George and I about nine months to really connect with what had happened to me. He loved what had happened, but he he himself was having you know a hard time just flowing with joy mm-hmm. and the Holy Ghost, you know. And so he had his moments, you know, of uh, revelation of just he and the Lord and the Lord restoring him to that sonship that he knew in the beginning um, and somehow had lost along the way. You know, and the Lord said, I'm here to stay, George, and I am here to stay. And he knew, yes. he knew that at that moment he had a revelation of Christ within, you know. And, and George said, I don't want just a little touch, George. I, I want you to stay. He says, I'm here to stay. Yes. You know, yeah. is that where so, it started? Is that where, cause I know you guys are known for your exuberant joy for, you know, preaching, obviously yeah. the uncompromised yeah. gospel, but laughter and joy in the Holy spirit. That's, you know, that's, that's how it started, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I believe we were in that atmosphere of, you know, the drunken joy and the crazy, just freedom. And, and then we got connected, um, with our friends in Toronto. We didn't really know anyone there, but we went there and the Holy Ghost just started forging their relationships. You know, sure. actually some were from the past that he has now, you know, restored. That's where we met Roland and Heidi uh, up there in Toronto and, you know, uh, Bill and Benny and John and Carol, of course. And, you know, and just, we found our tribe, you know, mm-hmm. we, we did. And, um, you know, and for me, also what happened the very next day, I mean, after that first evening, you know, with the Lord and that incredible encounter in the heavenlies with him, um, you know, even though there were so many people in the room, I felt I was the only one there. Wow, That's amazing. how, you know, he was. And the next morning, I had to go out and buy a Bible because my insatiable appetite for the word returned to me. Mm. Um, I was, I always loved the word. I I studied a lot. He gave me a teaching gift and I just, I ate the word. I memorized Song of Solomon uh, just by reading it one too many times. I lived in Song of Solomon. So I I started out with a very, you know, like a romantic, um, you know, uh, with the Lord in my personal time. And, you know, so I bought a Bible and I started reading it again because I had actually put it down for a number of years. I thought, you know what? I'm not living up to this book. Mm. I can't. I'm failing. So why should I keep reading it and condemning myself and judge, you know, judgment? And so I started reading the Bible again, the King James, and my heart just melted. And I read it from cover to cover, and, you know, it, it, it just, I don't know, I, I devoured, I could read it for eight, ten hours a day. <laughs> yeah. I was so hungry for the word. You know, and then I got another, I got one translation, um, the Message Bible. Okay. And I tell you what, I had, that's where freedom came. I mean, the revelatory levels of how this, man, Eugene Peterson, um, you know, translated the word. I felt like it was just for this, you know, new movement of the, you know, we call it the river now, you know, just God's liquid presence flowing and, you know, yeah. So 
that translation really opened my eyes, you know, to, you know, to what the Lord had. And and then, yeah, then I started a very long um, investigative reading of uh, the book of Galatians. And I started collecting um, as many different translations as I could get my hands on. We, we had some, you know, but um, just odd and rare ones and ones I had never even heard of. And so I, I started feasting on these different uh, translators. I call them word artists. They're, they're painting pictures yeah. before our eyes and they're using words, you know, and I feel like, we need more translations because we're talking about the eternal love of God for humanity, the everlasting, you know, everlasting joy being upon our heads. That's our crown, you know. And so our words are inadequate. We re- we still need more. You know what I mean? And it's guys, brilliant guys like you know, um, Dr. Brian Simmons, you know, mm-hmm. in, in investing his life. In uh, in translating the word for us, you know, bringing it fresh, you know. Um, I just love a, a how the Lord. Offer. I just love how the Lord encountered him too. Came into his room, breathed on him, told him to do the translation. With all the translations in the world, I just love how the Lord came in, breathed on him, said he was going to share mysteries with him from the word. And now this translation uh, is yeah. just taking Ooh. off like a wildfire, just spreading all uh, over the U.S. and yeah. all over the world. It's just incredible. I know. And, um, you know, so, so here, so I'm, I'm in the study of Galatians, not study. I'm just, it's for myself. It's just for myself. So my tactic was every, every day I read the book of Galatians in a, from a different translation. And then I would do word studies and always a, B it, you know, with the King James. And so like about every 60 or 70 days, I'm again, round two, you know, so I'm, I'm reading, uh, reading everything again. And one day I asked Georgian to read to me from his Bulgarian Bible um, and the Galatians 2.20. So he reads to me that I, you know, so Paul speaking, I have been co-crucified with Christ. That's how he translated it to me. And I I was shocked. I made him stop and read it again (laughs) and again and again because I said, I have just spent the last couple years. Now, my, my reading through Galatians, I did that for three solid years, okay? So I was really familiar with what was available, you know, in the English language. But here comes Georgian's Bulgarian, and that's how he translated it, yeah. co-crucified. And I said, oh, my goodness, I've never heard such a phrase. I don't think anyone came close to that, Um so this, this, this was the early, um, you know, so 90, 95, 96, 97, 98, 1998, you know, so those first uh, three, four years, you know, with the Lord. And I am like, oh, my goodness. So we went immediately to the concordance, yep. strong concordance, you know, and the Sayers, and we looked at it, and we verified it. We looked again and again and again, and we, we were shocked. It was like we had to start all over because <laughs> the way the way that prefix co is defined, it's defined as the closest possible union. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a closer union than the other two very familiar um, 
you know, uh, prefixes uh, para and meta. Mm-hmm. But this one, soon, is so close. It's the closest possible union. So for Paul to say out loud, I have been, you know, co-crucified, I've been crucified in the closest possible union with Christ, you know, and therefore I'm dead. You know, well, the lights went on in our hearts and brains. And so we were just, we were in It changed rapture. everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, changed everything. And, you know, so the two, two places in scripture that we found it, that had that impact on us was the, the other place was uh, Romans 6, 6. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, this, we know that our old man has been co-crucified with him. You know, and so I'm like, wow, did we miss this? How in the world did we miss this? It was shocking. It was kind of frightening, happy. It was all, everything at once, you know. And, um, you know, you just feel like, Lord, we, we're still breathing. How, how you love us so much. How did we miss <laughs> yeah. this, you know, because. And then you start getting pictures of him, you know, and us joining him on the cross. And it's one nail going through two hands. Mm. And, and you start realizing what, what has he done that we are also ignorant of, you know, because there is a shift now. There is a big shift. We put everything on pause that we had previously learned, you know, we just go, let's just put everything on pause. And, start reinvestigating from this new viewpoint and some things are just going to have to go. We knew that. Absolutely. You yeah. know? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and then, you know, then we went on to discover, you know, the co-burial with him. So we're buried together with Christ in, in union. And I'm like, <laughs> amazing. Is, you, you can't, you can't just, you know, ignore this you can't ignore this because you know so christ now he what he did for us is is different than you know or he for us but now he's pulling us in to himself saying i want you to participate in this you know with me and then you know then we you know we have months years of meditating on these kind of things and then of course we're co-raised with him that's right you know and so uh, yeah biblical language is starting to you know pop uh all over the place it's all over the new testament now we're we're Mm -hmm. we're understanding what paul you know was really communicating and you know the passion that he had to guard this revelation of our union with christ Absolutely. No, for is, for me, it was kind of multi-layered. Like I, I remember when I was getting set free from legalism and striving, it was a revelation of, you know, I used to always focus on delighting in God and seeking God and hungering for God and pursuing God. And, yeah. you know, I was like a roller coaster. If I was you know, behaving right or doing the right things, I was on cloud nine encountering him. And if I wasn't, oh, I'd be yeah. beating myself up, hiding from him like Adam and Eve, you know, and it was it was, oh, you yeah. know, it was just a roller coaster. And I remember when I began to read through Song of Songs. It's one reason why I really can relate with your story is because I just for like over a year, I got into the Song of Songs and it was just revelation bursting out of the pages 
just his love for me, his pleasure in me, his delight in me, his his hunger for me, his yeah. passion for me. And then as I was getting just, and then that's when the joy of the Lord really began to burst out of my life and I began to experience holy laughter and all of that. And then I went to Mozambique and I met several guys that were telling me about this revelation of co-crucifixion. And at first I was just really heady about it. I was like, all right, well then how does this scripture make sense? And how does this scripture make sense? And you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta die to your fleshly nature. You gotta die to this and that. And yes, how, 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 how come you're taking my fleshly nature away? And then and I know. That, don't, that's me. That's my security blanket. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't take that from me. And then and then one night we were in a prayer meeting and uh and I was just honestly I didn't want to be there. It was really late. I was tired and I felt like the Holy Spirit said to press in and so I stayed there and I just kept worshiping. I almost made myself worship and then I saw this vision and it was a vision um of the cross at a distance and there was a man hanging on the cross and um, it seemed like I just assumed it was Jesus. And then in the vision, it zoomed in really close. And I saw that it wasn't the Lord. It was me hanging on the cross. And uh-huh. and the and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, son, your lust, your greed, your selfish ambition, your shame, your guilt um, was crucified on that tree. It was put to death. It died in me. You were with me on that tree. You were crucified with me. And when I got that vision, everything clicked. Everything just yeah. fell in the place, and the liberty and the liberty came. And all the scripture just started to make sense. I started pouring over uh, Romans six through six through you know eight, and that was yeah. you so know sweet. dramatic. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, and in a moment. All these dominoes, you know, all those things that are roadblocks for us or, you know, just self, self, self. And then he lines them all up and then boom, hits and they <laughs> all fall down and you watch yeah. in amazement. And, you know, it, no, it, it really, it goes from you, 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 you to him, 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 him. Yep. Oh, so beautiful. And it wasn't, if we think he just forgave our sins, but didn't set us free from the, from the actual power of sin, then it was a partial work. It wasn't a finished work. Yep. Yep. It was, you know, we we think he forgave us, but left us with this sin nature that we need to continually die to and overcome until one day we go to heaven. And when you come into that revelation of honestly, just the core of the gospel that we, we give lip service to, yeah, I died with Christ. You know, a lot of people can say that, but it's, we have so many legalistic thoughts about so many other scriptures that it just really drowns it out. But once we start seeing Jesus for who he is and actually knowing what he's done, everything begins to make so much sense. And so we, you know, this is one thing I wanted to ask you, and I, I know people that are listening to this right now, and maybe the first time they're hearing something like this, it may be, you know, maybe we're introducing it to them. Maybe they're starting to get a revelation of this. I know the question and what people struggle with is, okay, well, if I am free from sin and I was crucified with Christ and my fleshly nature was cut away, then how come I keep sinning? I'm struggling with sin right now. I need to get over, you know, lust or shame or, you know, greed, you know, what, you know, whatever it may be, you know, cigarette addiction, drug addiction, whatever it is. How would you encourage people like, yeah, you are free, but how, how do people begin to flesh that out in their daily lives? Yeah, well, I, I think they need to face the word, you know, get in the word, look in the word and see if this is true. You know, because yeah. if they start, if this, if that, um, because they have been raised on 
the doctrine that says it's not possible. Or we have two natures. We have good, you know, we have the old nature in us still. Yes, indeed, we're new creation. We have a new nature, you know. So there, there is a lot of stuff that needs to be wrestled, you know, through. Sure. With the, with the, you know, with the word. I say wrestle down with the word. You know, read it. Um, childlike faith is of utmost. You know, it's required. You know, without faith, we cannot enter into his work of salvation. Yeah. You know, we are we are called believers, but we're not allowed to believe just anything we want to. You know, we do have to align ourselves with with uh, the word by faith, and we say it's very childlike faith. You know, it's not a muscle. You know, and you know what I mean. You just got to work yourself up or talk yourself into it. That's that's not faith. You know, <laughs> so all you know, all all I can say is it these. You know, maybe they're being brought to a point of being offended, you know, that, yeah, but I've been struggling so long and I'm trying so hard and, you know, it's not working. And what isn't working? You know what I'm saying? Um, He worked. Jesus Christ wet his blood for you. He agonized for you. He was shamed, humiliated, stood upon. You know what I mean? He, he, He condescended to meet us. In this low place, and he went further than we have. He yes. actually took, you know, took that. He took the condemnation, and now it says we are married to another. Romans seven one through four. Has anyone noticed that at all? Oh, probably very few. Or they go, oh, that's kind of sort of. Wouldn't that be nice, you know? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. because. The- they're more concerned with the information in Romans 7, 5 through 25. They find more identity in that creature of, you know, and I'm telling you, we have wrestled around there joyously. I'm not saying, you know, huffing and puffing, but joyously, you know, asking the Lord, can you clarify this for us? And this has not been a quick, you know, a quick investigation. We have literally for the past 20 years, you know, um, done very thorough investigative, you know, work. And considering the whole of Scripture, here's another Scripture, if I can read this, about um, heart circumcision, which is a topic that a lot of people don't talk about, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but it's prophesied in the Old Covenant. Moses prophesied, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. You know, it's not a new issue, but Paul yeah. unveils a whole bunch of new stuff, you know, about it. So it was really the circumcision of the heart that Moses said needs to be done, you know, the way the hardness of your heart, the callousness. See. Um, but anyway, here's, here's uh, Colossians 2, uh, 11, and this is from the Amplified Bible. In him also you were circumcised with the circumcision not made with hands but in a spiritual circumcision performed by Christ, by stripping off the body of the flesh, the whole corrupt carnal nature with its passions and lust. Powerful. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and sooner or later, the believer who has received Christ needs to face, face, face time with this scripture. 
and, and say, you either, you're going to stand before him and say, I don't believe this because I don't have evidence of it. You know, we, we have to just, um, then you're, you know, you're not a believer, but the, the Lord is so kind. He's so merciful. He's so, you know, he says, I, I have betrothed you to myself, you know, in loving kindness and in, in faithfulness. I, I'm married to you. You know what I mean? Um, and the Lord gave us that's another, you know, another viewpoint that he gave us. We are, you know, we are translating Romans 6, 7, and 8 through marriage language, through union language, through language that says we belong to Christ. Um, there's fruit, you know. We have um, created a curriculum for our students. We have two schools, one's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and the other's in Manhattan. Yep. And, you know, and this, this is the curriculum that we walk our students through. Or I say, let's dance through these pages, guys, you know, because the evidence is here. And the evidence is all dug out from the King James Bible. It, it's just the most delicious stuff. And then we add, um, we use the other translations to add more spice, you know, flavors. and Of course, yeah. I don't know. Just. Yeah, yeah, you know, but the, the, the core, the main core, the main studies are following exact script, King James Bible, with strong um, concordance and Thayer's Greek-English lexicon. You know, so the basic Bible study tools that anybody can use, um, and there it is. You know, so I would encourage people to, you know, to get, get these, you know, the materials and just have at it yourself, you know. Yeah, 100%. Sooner or, later, sooner or later, we receive what he did or we keep rejecting it. That's all I can say, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, there's such a rich and inheritance. He wants, oh, yeah. You know, and he, he wants you to live with him in that wine cellar, <laughs> that place where he poured his blood out. It's love wine. It's for his bride only. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a rare, rare vintage. But, and he's offering you to drink, you know, he says, eat, eat my flesh, I give it to you, drink my blood, I give it to you. You know, so if that offends people still, I don't know. <laughs> it offended many back in those days, and it's still offending people to this day. But, you of know, course it is, yeah. And Song but of Songs, you know, even says like, it, it says, drink freely, O lovers, drink, drink until your heart's content, keep on keep on coming. I'll keep on pouring out as long as you're, you know, you keep on coming to me, you know, and it's, uh, oh. it's powerful. <laughs> oh yeah. It's enjoyment. Enjoying your bridegroom. Enjoy yeah. your bridegroom. Yep. <laughs> so good. We have such a beautiful inheritance in Christ, the spiritual inheritance. I feel like everything in this walk with the Lord is activated by faith and even the grace to believe comes from him. But at the same time, like, you know, even though you don't feel his presence, you got to believe that he's near always. And even when you don't feel righteous, you got to believe that you are righteous because of what he did for you. And I feel like it's the same thing with this understanding of, you know, the sinful nature. You have to, even though you feel like you're bound and you're sinful, you have to believe that you're dead to sin. You were crucified with Christ to really see the benefits and really experience a manifestation of it. For me personally, I tried everything to get free from certain sin habits. I tried fasting. I tried self-discipline. 
You know, I tried yeah. I tried everything, but it wasn't yeah. until I caught this revelation that I really began to walk in true, authentic freedom, spirit empowered freedom. And so I'm really I'm so grateful that you and your husband and so many others are preaching this message all over, not only preaching it, but living it. And at the same time, you uh, mentioned resources, schools, conferences. How do people get a hold of these resources or maybe meet you somewhere around the world so they could get more, you know, time in this in this message? Yeah, so uh, our, our website, globalcelebration.com, they can go there and, you know, we, they've got, we've got a bookstore, we've got event calendars, you know, so people can track with us. We, we have um, extensive mission trips that we do, All, you know, we minister to the poor. This, this, this is not just a, a stale, dry, you know, a revelation. It is, it's, it's put into action. We actually go after the poorest of the poor. And, you know, we've been loving on the gypsies in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. We go to Israel. We go into the Palestinian refugee camps. I mean, just any, you know, any people group that is disenfranchised. Um, we are rescuing child soldiers in, in Asia and in the Philippines. And, you know, so it, it, it is a hands-on. And we, we love it. We go to the garbage dump. We just went to Tijuana, Mexico, and we, we yeah. had... 20 weddings that we perform and we have been going there for, you know, six, seven years. And I, I went a few times with a smaller team pioneering things and, you know, we're, we're making friends. We're, we're seeing Jesus lift the poor out of the dirt and the garbage dump and seat them at his table. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there, there's a reality to this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, people can join us on the mission trip and maybe, that's one way they can enter into this revelation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel yeah, well, a lot of fun. We do. Yeah, <laughs> I feel strongly on my heart right now. I feel like people that are listening to this right now are yearning to really capture this and, you know, integrate this and walk in this. And, you know, Winnie, I just, would you be able to just pray for, I just, I really feel in my heart, like almost like a sympathy, like a, like I'm feeling what, what listeners are feeling right now. Like this, this brokenness, yeah. this, this brokenness and yearning of like, how could I even get there? I've been struggling for so long. It's been years and years and years. People that just gave up because they just couldn't get over certain things. I would just love yeah. for you to, to just, before we get off this yeah. broadcast and minister to that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I was preparing for this, you know, the word I got from the Lord was trauma. And he, yeah. wants, he wants to break trauma off of people. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, whatever the trauma was, you know, from uh, something, you know, an accident or, you know, or, you know religious abuse, mm-hmm. okay, um, traumatic experiences in ministry, um, you know, people just, losing their their calling losing their you know love for the lord that mm-hmm. is it's trauma it's yeah. traumatic and you know and so in jesus name i pray right now anyone listening that has any kind of trauma that will affect their body their mind their brain everything is be broken in yes. the name of jesus christ and that trauma gone and now replaced with the presence of your bridegroom lover, the lover of your soul, the one that gave his life for you. He joyfully gave it. He willfully gave it. 
No one took his life from him. Ooh, so he is longing, he's desiring to pour himself into you an endless, boundless, unmeasurable uh, proportions. It's not a small little cup. It's not one little sip. It actually, it's a river of his love. Mm, that's right. And it's unstoppable. It's mm. bigger than you. So I pray you just jump into that river of love and let the, him tear you away. Um, let him take you to his wine cellar. Yeah, let him take you there. And he, he, uh, he says, drink abundantly, oh beloved. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, and I feel, amen. And I feel strongly right now, like it's like almost instruction. It's instruction from the Holy Spirit. I feel strongly that for those who are listening right now and you really want to step into this, like I know you have a busy day, I believe. There's a lot of excuses, a lot of distractions. Oh, but I'm too busy to separate time and do this and that. Well, while, you, while you're laying on your bed, and I feel this strongly from the Holy Spirit, while you're laying on your bed at night and you're quieting your heart, just turn your attention, turn your affection over to Jesus. Begin to envision him. Let your heart yearn. Let your heart long. Um, reach out to him. Yeah. And, and it doesn't need to be with words. It could be literally um, internally. Just you just reaching out to him internally with no words because he knows your thoughts are far off. It says in Psalm 139, you don't need to verbalize anything. If you want to, you can. If you want to sing to him, you can. But literally, it's just turning your heart, using your imagination to really just envision Jesus and I believe that he's going to meet you there and he's going to open up revelation to you and questions that you've had you're going to begin to get answers and things are going to make sense and it's just the spirit of illumination yeah. it's the spirit of illumination it's a holy spirit awakening your heart to truth he's a spirit of truth and he wants to show you Jesus he wants to show you visions that will literally impact your walk with the Lord and you'll never be the same and so I just encourage you to do that spend time at night, just like in Song of Songs, at night on my bed, my heart yearned for my beloved. It's it's the same exact thing. So just turn your heart to him at night when your kids are asleep or when, you know, you're not working anymore. Your phone's plugged in somewhere else. You know, it's just literally just turning your heart to him. And I believe you'll never be the same. And so just yeah. receive that in Jesus name. And Winnie, thank you so much. I know you're busy. I know you're about to preach tonight and minister tonight. And so thank you for joining me today. So, so grateful. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Keep enjoying the best. <laughs> Absolutely. You're such a blessing. Thank you so much, Winnie. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening today. Make sure to leave a review and to subscribe to this podcast on Charisma Podcast Network, iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. Spread the word to your friends, tell your family so they could be um, really enriched and blessed and ministered to by the content that is released in the interviews and the, and the ministers that I have here on this show. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Until next time, bless you guys. <laughs>